Yo, and he's ugly as shit. Like, <laughs> he's not. He is bro, not he cute just at looks all. like a baby Yoda, bro. What do you mean? He looks like a green pug, man. Like, there's nothing <laughs> redeeming about that monster. Bro, he's an adult. So now I'm confused. What you trying to say? He's like 70 years old. He's not a baby. He's a grown. <laughs> he file. He files taxes. All that. Stuff. Yo, it's your boy, South Reset on the 6th. This is KTSC Ave Live, episode 93. We do know we just kick it. Uh, appreciate everybody rocking with us, checking out last week's episode about Super Bowl. Um, if anybody cares, I am alive and well. I did lose my bets, but I did make it out back to the truck. So um, my bookies are paid off, and I might be retired from gambling after Eldo Beckham Jr. cost me some money because he was going to be the Super Bowl. Had he not got injured, he was on track to be the Super Bowl. I will pound the table for that until the end of time. But shout out to him for getting the win and kind of quieting the naysayers and the haters. They said he was done. They said he was washed. said he was a cancer to every team he's played for. Trying to make Baker Mayfield the victim when Baker Mayfield has never shown to be anything but an above average quarterback, an extremely overrated, overdrafted quarterback. Above average, above average seems a little much. I don't know. I don't know if he's shown he can be above average. I feel like he's shown that he's average at best, like on his best day with everything around him. Like that offensive line is probably like top three. He has two number one running backs. He had Odell Beckham and uh, Jarvis Landry, who were pretty good receivers, and he still was just average. Like, nah. Like, you put any other quarterback on that team, like, that team is nasty. You know, I'm trying to be nice. Um, I'm trying to <laughs> be, be, be a positive nah, man, fuck Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, fuck Cleveland. Um, anywho, uh, also, before we get started, just, again, shout out to the YouTube, not the YouTube community. Also, shout out to YouTube, but shout out to the Instagram community. As far as the gamers, I'm going to shout you guys out individually probably next week. But, um, yeah, I've started to see why people don't like Twitter um, in various communities. Shout out to KJ, who used to be in the uh, 2K community. And I, I, I'm starting to get it now. Maybe maybe I was more toxic than I thought I was. Um, <laughs> but, like, Twitter is a terrible place. Like, shout out to the gaming community. I went from – uh, I like to keep a tracker. I had 135 followers last week. I'm up to 165. So appreciate all the followers from you guys. Um, I always support y'all's content. It's all love. It's no negativity on here. There's no drama. It's just pretty chill. People post gaming clips, you know, and it's 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 an easy life. Meanwhile, on Twitter, at any time I log in, I see some wild shit. I see some nonsense. Right today, I randomly log in, and I guess there's like beef about what is or what is not Atlanta from some rapper named Amaretta or something like that. And it's just like every day, you guys just fight about things with inside the state lines of Georgia, whether it be the Falcons, the Bulldogs, the Braves, the Hawks, chicken wings. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it's always it's always something. Can y'all not relax? Y'all won crazy. the World Series. You won the <laughs> national championship. A University of Georgia quarterback won the Super Bowl. A University of Georgia back running back won the Super Bowl. I think a lineman from Georgia won the Super Bowl. And you guys have no peace. It's insane. During the game, during the Super Bowl, AJ Terrell was t- trending. Oh, come like, on. Come, I'm like, what are we doing? So I, I, I kind of take it a step back from Twitter. It's just, it's just, it's stupid. Maybe I need to make a burner account and get get away from these Atlanta people. But it's 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 exhausting. That's insane. Yeah, the the whole like uh, Amaretta rapper, like they hated her up to a million views on on Twitter. So, I mean, 
she's doing what she would she's doing what uh she was supposed to do like she's got people talking about her she's making some noise and now she's up to a million views on twitter and she's probably gonna you know people are gonna check for her next song or her next tweet or next youtube video like she she knows what she's doing that's like the old 50 cent thing 50 cent back in the day like she's gonna troll you guys to death to views and to maybe a record label and to maybe a, a fully the album whatever like i didn't really dive deep into like who she is as a rapper but she's she's not a bad rapper but you guys are gonna hate her all the way up to stardom and it's gonna be hilarious to watch well again it's the it's the atlanta cheat code where if you need some traction if you're a sports writer if you're in the sports media just mention Candyman's name, a.k.a. Matt Ryan, and you will get all the retweets, all the attention, all the clicks, all the views that you desire. So it's I, I good on her for manipulating Atlanta and gaslighting them as that is the one thing they are good at, along with being angry all the time. My, my thing is, is if I was from if I was actually from Atlanta, why would I care about what a person saying about like who's from Atlanta, who's not like if you're from Atlanta, then like, why does this bother you? <laughs> Like, leave it alone. It is what it is. You're from Atlanta. That's fine. Like, this girl shouldn't be getting under your skin. It, it's that, I don't know. It's the thing where everybody wants to be. <clears throat> it's the thing where something, I guess, is cool now, I guess. Like, I can't, I I can't, I can't explain it. I was going to try to. Go ahead. Try to kink quest. King West said, I wasn't mad at the song. I was mad at you talking about you ain't from Atlanta, but Truist Park is in Cobb County. I saw a lot of people doing some investigative research, like where she shot the video. It's like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, it doesn't matter where the video is shot. Does the video have to be shot in Atlanta? You know what I'm saying? Like, who cares? It makes, it makes it more credible, I guess. Like, it's like, yo, we're, we're target game. We're shooting in a Walmart park a lot like that. It, it does lend some validity to like your cause. I guess. I don't know. Like it, y'all just need to chill. Like just, we need to have peace in the streets of Atlanta. Well, last, last the, 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 the outer limits of Atlanta, the whatever y'all, it is what it is. Man. Last I checked, she's at 1.5 million views on Twitter. So, I mean, she's, she's going to do numbers. It is what it is at this point. I, I, I just kind of wanted to get back to the, uh, to the Super Bowl since I was unable to uh, make it because every flight I was trying to get on got delayed or canceled or whatever. Like I had, we had the worst travel experience like in my life. Uh, I guess was it last yeah last weekend. It was the traveling was just ridiculous. But uh, as far as the Super Bowl goes, it was it was interesting being able to watch that from a plane with no sound. Like, the commercials weren't great because, I mean, even with the sound off, I could tell the commercials weren't that great. Um, but Aaron Donald, man, that, that was the one thing that stood out to me. Like, if you told me he was the greatest defensive player ever, I would not have that big of an argument against it. Like, he stood out every play. He always, he made every play, essentially. Like, there was, a, there was one time I saw it where he was triple teamed, like, consistently triple teamed, having three people on him. At, at most, he was always double teamed. And the one time, like not even the one time, but even when he was double teamed, he was still making plays. And when he is single covered, like your your offensive line coach should be fired because he's going to beat whoever is in front of him one-on-one. It doesn't matter. The dude is unblockable. Like the people are going to talk about the play that he made to end the game where it was uh, fourth and one and he, you know, 
got uh, Joe Burrow because they, for some reason, decided to just block him one-on-one. And uh, he went and pretty much put pressure on Joe Burrow and threw him down for the most part and pretty much ended the game. But the play before that, I can't remember what the down and distance was, but Aaron Donald was double teamed and he stopped the running back from getting a first down. So it was like, I think it was third and one. It was third and one, Playboy. Trust me. Yeah, it was third and one. Aaron Donald makes the play and makes it to where it's fourth and one. And Aaron Donald is double teamed on that play and stops that running back from getting a single yard. That was the play of the game because it makes it fourth and one instead of first and 10. And you're giving the Bengals, you know, more opportunities to stay alive and make something happen. So for Aaron Donald to not get the Super Bowl MVP, especially in Black History Month to a white guy, like, I was kind of offended by that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so we're joined by Lowski. He was on last week, a newly minted Super Bowl champion, uh, pools for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, again, and this is why I'm saying, had Odell Beckham not blown out his kneecap early in the game, he was on pace to be the MVP. Like, he was cooking them boys. Them boys could not check him. He had, like, what, two catches for 52 yards? It was like two or five for 52 yards and a touchdown. And it was it was light work. They're going to double Cooper Cup. So, like, when Odell is your second receiver, that's that's a wrap. Like, that is a wrap skis. But, unfortunately, you know, he couldn't get it done. But he still got the chip, so that's all that matters. And, and I'm glad he actually contributed because people would, you know, how haters are. Like, oh, well, he he didn't do anything to help win the game. He directly contributed to them winning yes. the game. So, his name will be, you know, cemented in history. Like I said, I will pound the table that he would have won the MVP and he should have and I would have won some money. But it is what it is. Um, I did see the video from the Rams parade. Um, There's a little bit of a pressure or growing mousing pressure for them to hashtag run it back. Uh, Sean McVay, you know, kind of put Aaron Donald on the spot, uh, you know, pretty much saying like, yo, we should run it back. So there's some speculation that Sean McVay is going to actually step away at 36 and Aaron Donald's going to step away. And I kind of want to get low ski stops because if either of those things happen, I guess more or less, especially if Sean McVay steps away, yeah, it's a wrap for y'all. I mean, shit, if he steps away, they would have to – I don't even know who they would hire, but we would be in scramble mode if Sean McVay stepped away. <clears throat> like, I mean, because even, like, nobody on the offense side would be ready to take that helm up because he calls, like, 90% of the plays. And – I think, uh, damn, somebody did just get promoted offensive coordinator, but it's a guy I've never heard of. He's, like, fairly young, and he was younger than whatever well, Sean McVay was when he got his head coaching job. So if he decided to leave, we'd be done. If Aaron Donald left, like, he is a good portion of our defense, or at least what our defense runs through. I think we'd be pretty cooked on that end, too. I mean, we would still have Jalen Ramsey, but without that pressure that Aaron Donald provides up front, like, your DB is only as good as your front four, to be honest with you. You can have, like, really mediocre DBs and still have a good defense. So. If I were Sean McVay, I would retire. I mean, he would be pretty much on track to be Hall of Fame right now if he decided to retire. But like what's, what's the point at this point? Like, you, you, you're the younger Super Bowl winning head coach. You've taken, you, took, you took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. That's pretty much, like, Hall of Fame worthy at that point. You won a Super Bowl. Um, and apparently, I guess, like TV shows and the broadcast booth is calling is calling for him, and he could make way more money doing that than he can as a uh NFL head coach. So it's like, I mean, so, what, what, what job would be more stressful 
you know, you could take the more stressful job that pays you less, or you can take the, not saying that being a broadcast, uh, being in the broadcast booth is easy, but I'm willing to bet that job, that job is less stressful because you don't have people calling for you to get fired every time you lose a game or if you blow a lead or something like that. Like you, the job is less stressful and you get paid more. Like that's easy. So real quick, welcome to the pod, uh, Rev, uh, our Nubian queen uh, from Augusta. How, how goes it? I'm good. I did not know that we was live. I wouldn't have been getting up and down like that. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's, I'm it's good. all good. I, I see you flexing your uh, your degrees in the background. Uh, and, you know, hashtag Black History Month. You know, I respect um, it. In fact, only two of those are mine. Two on the well, on that you, side. You, the rest of them are my mom's. So <laughs> you have you have to lie for Black History Month. Like, yeah, man, I got oh, like yeah. four well, master's, master's degrees. We out here. Yeah, no, I got three oh, okay. now. Well, two, there but my go. master's degree is at the crib. So. <laughs> Light flex. I respect it. Yes, <laughs> light flex. Uh, but to Marcus's point, I, I, I do kind of feel like that that should be more of a thing now in this era where people are getting like exorbitant amounts of money early ish in their career. Like, what is the point? Like, what is there left to do for Aaron Donald? Like, I, we get it. We see the, the, the videos and pictures of him doing all that crazy training, looking like a live version of the Incredible Hulk. But like the amount of work and effort that takes day in and day out with your diet and your training regimens, having to be fully dedicated to your craft, like it, it gets old. And and on top of that, we're not even talking about the part where you're bashing your head against other men, like, you know, year after year after year after year since he's probably been, I don't know, 10, 11, 8, whatever year he started playing football. Like you're at the top of the mountaintop. You're going to be a Hall of Fame player. You want to chip. Like enjoy your, enjoy your life. Enjoy your riches. Same with Sean McVay. Like, I've heard stories of, of football coaches and assistants like spending their life in the office, not going home, sleeping on couches. Like, I get it. And you do that to reach the pinnacle, which is the Super Bowl, which is the championship, which they have done. Like, I, me, I honestly, I might be built different, but I don't know. I couldn't wake up the next day and be like, yep, let's do it all over again. Nah, bro. It's easy to say running back now because you're still like, the adrenaline of you winning and all that you're still in that mode and you're like you're just so relieved to to make it to the mountaintop so it's easy to be like oh yeah 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 let's run it back but then it's like you know you get into um like summertime you get a little bit more time to relax your body starts to heal up and you're just like all right do i want to gear myself back up for training camp or mini camps and and aaron donald is like he like if you watch how he works out he is a madman like he is in as sick individual with the stuff that he does, which makes him great. But if you just look at his resume, eight-time Pro Bowl, seven-time All-Pro, Hall of Fame team for the 2010s, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and now he has a Super Bowl championship. And everybody thinks he's like the undisputed best defensive player in the NFL. He is going to the Hall of Fame first ballot. He doesn't have to prove – he didn't I, – I tweeted this before the Super Bowl. I was like – this is a big week for Aaron Donald's legacy because if he if he wins this game, he becomes the best defensive tackle in the NFL history. And if he doesn't win this game, he's still the best NFL like D tackle in the history of the NFL. Like there's nobody that's better at stopping the run, rushing the passer, putting pressure on you. Like he affects every he affects so much that he's just arguably one of the best players to ever play the game. And what else does he have to prove? And I, I don't know. If I if I was like his family or his friends or his agent, I'm like, hey man, try to get in a Marvel movie or something. 
like he he has the body for it. Like you look like a freaking monster. Like go go be in a movie, do that. He is thirty years old and has pretty much achieved everything he could as a player. He should have so, won the MVP like two years ago. He should have won the MVP, MVP three times by now. To be honest with you, shouldn't even just had been that one year. That's literally the only thing missing off his resume, but they're never going to give a defensive player another MVP award. So, yeah, good, good for him, man. Like, but I, I guess uh, I saw the New York uh, New York Post posted. I guess there's two. Uh, there are two conditions that will have Aaron Donald saying he'll come back. Pretty much, he says they bring back everybody. He's coming back to include L. Beckham Jr. and Bob Miller. Uh, then he'll come back, but. Although Beckham, that may might be a tough call with his injury. Uh, Von Miller, that's probably an easier call. But yeah, maybe he he knows something they don't. Like I, I don't know if they can bring Odell back. I would because you're gonna get Robert Woods back, so you kind of let Odell slow roll and then have another top tier receiving core. So I mean, pretty much. I mean, if they all because I think Odell is actually the only free agent out of that like group of superstars that's on the team. Uh, let's see. So he would have to take a pay cut, but honestly, if they wanted to run it back, I don't see. I mean, or if one of them decided to renegotiate a contract and be like, "I'll take a pay cut just so we can resign Odell," I don't see it. I don't see it uh, being unlikely that they would do that. Because I mean, like you said, for <clears throat> like Aaron Donald, even Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford can retire. I mean, he's not gonna be all of fame, but he's probably gonna still get Ring of Honor in Detroit and probably LA at this point. So not much he needs to prove either. Yeah, I saw people bring up the whole is Matt Stafford Hall of Famer. I'm like, no, but I could see in a world that that could happen. Uh which brought up another argument I had with some people, just a side note. Um if Patrick Mahomes were to stop playing today, would he be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I think so, but I also think the bar for like quarterbacks is a little bit lowered, only because Dan Marino and Troy Aikman are in the Hall of Fame, and like Troy Aikman didn't do much when he was on the Cowboys, and Dan Marino he had that passing record, but like outside of that, do people really remember what Dan Marino was doing back then? And I will say, back in like the eighties and stuff. It wasn't a quarterback's league, so it's kind of – I am doing a little recency bias, but it was just like, bro, if you look at, like, those numbers, it's just disgusting. Yeah. yeah I, would, I, I was looking at the list of people, and I'm like, yeah, I feel like he could – yeah, he, he could definitely with – his, with his resume right now, I believe he could slide up in there. Maybe not first ballot, but he would definitely make it in there. I feel like we got to start kicking people out, kicking people out the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Like some people, it's like you know, like I feel like if uh, Patrick Mahomes retired today, um, and five years from now they're like, "Hey, we want to let you in the Hall of Fame, but you got to kick somebody out." I'm kicking out Joe Namath. You can get out of here. Well, you got a guy, uh, Sonny Jurgensen, 1957 to 74. Um, he played 18 years. Jesus, please, no, no MVP, no Super Bowl championship. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, give me give me Pastor Holmes short sample size over this guy that just that's the argument I get is like kind of the um the longevity argument. I'm like, well that just because you hang around Gail Sayers. Yeah, okay. Just because you hang around doesn't mean you're you're great. You just Well yeah, he had a I think he has the he had the shortest career for anybody to get in the Hall of Fame. Like he, he didn't play that long, but like 
for the amount of time that he played, you could be like, okay, yeah, that's that's that guy. Like he he played from he played for six years, got into the Hall of Fame. So it, it doesn't take. Sometimes it doesn't take all of that. It does, you don't need to be. I'm not. I'm not saying that this guy is not a Hall of Famer, but if you look at someone like Emmett Smith, who kind of hung out a little bit too long just to get that record, like he's. He's not the best running back of all time. Like, you could probably name five running backs better than Emmitt Smith, but because he hung around so long to push that record out to where it isn't going to be touched, he's now considered the greatest running back ever. Where it's like, all right, man, like, you got it. Yeah. Well, just to pivot on that, back to kind of the top section. So, Chan, shout out to Chan in the chat. Uh, everybody saw the news. Uh, the big story prior to the Super Bowl week was. Um, Brian Flores lawsuit against the NFL. Uh, if you haven't heard that story, it's been everywhere. So definitely go check that out. We discussed it as well. But uh, recent news is that Brian Flores has been hired as the uh, an assistant coach for the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, whose head coach is Mike Tomlin. One of the what one of I'm not counting. Oh boy, one of two <laughs> black quarter or head coaches in the NFL. Well, you Sorry, don't want to count the white passing Mike biracial man. That look, man said get, he's a human being. He is a person. That look, is yeah. <sighs> yeah, man. I tried to shoot him some bail with Mike Mike McDaniels or the fuck his name is. I tried to shoot him some bail, but nah, man. After after those comments, and again, he's put in a precarious situation, but it's like, dog, just it is what it is, man. Like I, I feel bad that he had to be the guy to come out there and say it, but he's never lived his life as a black man. Like, of course not, bro. That man, I if you never told me he was biracial, I would have been like, Yeah, that's a white man. Yeah. So yeah, biracial. I thought his father was biracial, so he's like quarter racial, something like that. He, like I said, he's white, so yeah, he's lived his entire life. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't count that dude, but the NFL, they they kind of just yeah, they threw us some bones, like yeah, man, we're gonna give you another one. But anywho, the the two black head coaches, uh, Lovey Smith and Mike Tomlin. So Mike Tomlin hired uh, Brian Flores, which is a it's good for him because a lot of us already said that yo. Brian Flores is never in the coach in this league again in any, any capacity, a la, you know, Colin Kaepernick being blackballed. But I don't know. Do, do we count this as progress moving forward with the whole hashtag and racism campaign with the NFL, or is this more of them trying to kind of save face? I would say I don't even think it has really anything to do with the NFL. Like, I think it has more to do with Mike Tomlin just reaching his hand out and pulling black Brian Flores in, Flores in before he was kind of pushed off to the wayside. I don't really think it was the NFL's doing. Like, if the NFL had their way, they would, A, get rid of Brian Flores, to B, get rid of this lawsuit. Like, they would try to do both at the same time. It's, it's wild that uh, Mike Tomlin is probably the only person that could have brought him in. Like, Mike Tomlin has the resume, has the cachet, has the, the uh, Super Bowl ring, the status to be like, hey, this guy's suing the NFL, whatever. He's got his issue. Not an issue like it's a negative, but you know what I'm saying. I'm bringing him in, and no one's going to say nothing about it because I'm Mike Tomlin. Even though Brian Flores is probably better than most defensive coordinators in the NFL, like it, I, I would take, I would want him to be the defensive coordinator for my team. Like we just hired, like I don't know, the Raiders uh, former defensive coordinator who just got fired. Like I would take Brian Flores as my defensive coordinator right now. Brian Flores is probably just as good, if not better, than a lot of other head coaches in this league. But now he's just a defensive assistant and linebacker coach. Now he's pretty much got to start all over 
and work his way back from the bottom, whereas other coaches get fired and they're like automatically go to defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and they're just one step away. Like Dan Quinn was the he was a Cowboys coach for one year and was getting head coaching opportunities. Like it's I don't I don't view it as progress. I don't think it's progress. I think it's just one uh, a black person with some status and some power looking out for another young black man to try to because who else was going to hire him if not Mike Tomlin? Who? Good, good point by King Quest. I was about to bring that up, and it's ironic that the team that started the Rooney Rule was the the team that actually brought him in. So good, good call. Right. But I, I, I guess Mike, I, he would have never had a chance, unfortunately. Uh, which is the important part of having black people in positions of power um, when they use that power for good um, they're able to look out for other people like them because uh, he could have just took his hands off of it and be like nah I'm straight I'm good we're good over here um, but you know he reached out like I said I don't I don't think the NFL cares I, honestly I think the NFL is in, is furious <laughs> that somebody has them <laughs> has Flores on their coaching staff I think they hate it so well Mike, Mike Tomlin yeah, is good what white what white people do like you, you you see someone that you know that you can hook, hook give a hookup hook them up you know one of your boys gets a DUI and he gets fired from his company you bring him over to yours and like you look out for people you hire people that you know you you look out for your friends and I, I don't know what the relationship is between Tomlin and Flores but my Tomlin's like hey man like I know this guy's good I know he's a good coach like I know uh he's good at his job he's going to help me and may, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just Mike Tomlin seeing like, hey, I can get a defensive coordinator level coach to coach my linebackers at a decent price that's gonna make me look good. And maybe that's what it was. Maybe it's not a thing where he's like looking out for a black dude. He's just like, Oh, I can, you know, just just get this great coach for cheap. Maybe that's what it was, but either way, I, I'm glad it happened. But this isn't this isn't the type of progress that, that needs to that's gonna happen. Well, the other cool thing with this is that now this kind of is really a big blow to the NFL because, like, now he has he has means of income now still. So it, it could be one of those things where he may not be looking for to get the to settle out, right? Because, like, yo, I have a job now, so I can pursue this, and maybe we can get, which I know is not going to happen, but maybe we can get a little a little taste of discovery. Maybe we can get some other things exposed. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, he's, he's, he's employed. Like, it doesn't look like he wants to be, you know, bought out, which will not be a bad move because the NFL has the bag. But I hope him being on this staff and continue to, you know, be attached to a productive organization, a competent organization, you know, allows for more things to be brought out behind the scenes and hopefully get that change that the NFL claims that they want. So uh, definitely want to keep track of this. You know, a lot of times these stories kind of fall to the wayside, but – uh, if you listen to us, we're going to try to keep tabs on it here and there and see how this progresses. And again, because it's not going to be one of those situations where he goes to the Steelers and, you know, oh, they suck. Look, they brought this guy in. He's trash. Like the Steelers are a competent organization. Even with a busted quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, um, they still were able to do do things. So uh, I definitely want to see them succeed, see him succeed, and hopefully eventually get another head coaching gig, along with exposing the NFL for their, you know, blatant racism. Pretty obvious, pretty obvious offensive, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So I, I respect what he's doing. Like, hopefully he, he can uh, get the results that he's looking for. And uh, we can get to the point where uh, black coaches are getting the head coaching positions that they deserve 
and that they're qualified for and not these handouts. Yeah, definitely. So pivoting off of, of sports real quick. Devin uh, is first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, that was kind of weird. That was really weird. I don't I'm trying to figure out what the reason, like, why wouldn't he be? Like, why didn't they let him get that? Well, I don't not, mean- not to say that, like, I don't, and that's weird. I guess it's more for bragging rights because, I mean, Hall of Fame Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you get an extra extra luster on your gold jacket because you're first ballot. But I guess it's a pride thing, but I, I, I'm not sure why they didn't, they didn't make that happen. Which is weird. Which is weird because, like you said about the whole propaganda campaign for Eli Manning, like he'll probably get in first ballot just because of that campaign and him and having two rings, but he's he's definitely not worthy, in my opinion, of being a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he probably will be. So the game is the game, I guess. Absolutely no reason for that. No reason yeah. for Eli Manning to be in the Hall of Fame, no reason for Matt Staff to be on Hall of Fame. Uh no reason. Well Eli's getting in because he's a Manning, bro. It has nothing to do with his well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's all over the TVs and commercials. He's doing the Manning cast. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, you know, New York, the media capital of the world, yada, yada, yada. So he'll he'll definitely slide up in there. But off football, did do you guys watch the uh book of Bobo fit? I'm sorry. Like, no, I I don't have any context to, to Star Wars properties, unfortunately. I wish I did. They seem to Oh, you don't watch The Mandalorian? I have no oh, clue. Oh, man. Need, that, is, that is the best show Disney has put out, period. But yeah, to be honest with you, I don't think you need Star Wars knowledge to really watch uh, yeah. The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yeah, cool. it, okay. it helps. I it's, I guess it's more or less for like diehard fans for like uh, like Easter eggs and just like, oh, you, you have a little bit more context, but the story is, is pretty, pretty fluid. You can pick up what's going on, but um, we won't stick at that long. But what I will say is that Disney is a bunch of cowards. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. Uh, I've said this before. <laughs> I've said this and I'll say this again. And you should understand this little bit of context because this, this character is ubiquitous. But get Baby Yoda the fuck up out of here. I am tired of him. Get he's, him out of here. But he's well, ruining. I'm saying he's cute as like Disney's uh, mind frame of like Baby Yoda's cute. Baby Yoda sells toys to. Uh, it's, it's not threatening to white moms looking for their kids to get into things, and so he drives sales, and you know yes. those plushies go crazy. Uh, so yeah, they're gonna keep Baby Yoda as long as Baby Yoda keeps making money. Baby Yoda wants to be a pet. Baby Yoda does not want to be a productive member of the galaxy. He just wants to be a pet. And uh, I think they're trying to do the, a Baby Groot type thing. You know how everybody loved Baby Groot and it was like cute because it was in the context I, of like super silly guardians. Like I don't. I, I guess, but like Disney don't need the money, right? Like yeah, get him out of here. Make make a better show. The Mandalorian can be great on its own. You don't need Baby Yoda. To, to drag this down. Baby Yoda is the Steve Urkel equivalent to Family Matters, where the show is not even the Mandalorian anymore. It's Baby Yoda. Just like Family Matters was Steve was Urkel. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not for the better of the show. It's good for marketing, like you're saying, sell toys, sell plushies, whatever they're selling, but god damn, like I'm 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 tired. It's, it, it, maybe it's, they'll maybe they'll kill him. 
Niggas are cool. They will never do that. You're, <laughs> You're not going to kill a child. <laughs> You're He's a grown man. He's like 70 years old. He's not a child. White child. They not killing no white child on TV. So. Nah, it's, it might be a, it might be a wrap for this show. It, 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 was trash anyways, but. It, it was a little disappointing to with the whole uh what they've done with with that character because they I, I don't want to talk about because I don't want to spoil anything but they there there is a great show in there but it, it feels like they're going for okay we can either make an interesting show uh surrounded by an interesting character and do some different things or we can do the, what's going to make the most money, which, like, I know I have my issues with it, but I understand it. Like, baby Yoda's some money. That's a cash cow. It's a cash cow. So they're going to keep putting it in our faces, whether we like it or not. So we just got to have to live with that. But, I mean, it's it's weird because, like, I remember someone, someone said that uh, if you watch the trailer for season one for The Mandalorian, they never... Uh, promoted Baby Yoda at all. Like, it was just something that just happened, and it just kind of picked up and blew up. Like, how did they not see this happening? Because it seems so obvious now with the back on it. Yo, and he's ugly as shit. Like, <laughs> he's not, he is bro, not he cute at all. looks like a Baby Yoda, bro. What do you mean? He looks like a green pug, man. Like, there's nothing <laughs> redeeming about that monster. Bro, he's an adult. Cute, though, so now I'm confused with what you're trying to say. He's like 70 years old. He's not a baby. He's a grown man. He, file, he files taxes, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, get, him, get him out of here. He's not six. Yeah, he is, he is hiding a child. And I'm, I'm, I'm done with him, man. Like, get, get him out of here. But if you do watch the show at some point, you'll kind of see, see what I'm saying. Like, the show was great without him. Before him, it could be great without him. So, uh, moving on, since you have watched you that. Tell Disney adults that Baby Yoda ain't see what you get in your mention. I, you know what? Well, you you weren't here earlier, but I, I have stepped away from Twitter for a little while because of the the toxicity. I, I've I've started to see that it is a terrible place that I was. Oh, it's know. a cesspool. Yeah, yeah. If, if, like I've been on a lot less since I got promoted, and bro, like sometimes I just be on there and I be like, bro, ain't y'all like forty? Y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, arguing eight thirty. I'm like, bro, drink something. <laughs> <laughs> And that's crazy. Like that's the time I'd be going to sleep, and I'd be like, it'd be like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, bro, how the fuck are y'all so hostile right now? I agree. Fair. Like, so again, if if Twitter is the trash, and I was the raccoon, because I was all up in the mix, man. But <laughs> it's like what I'm gonna start doing is I told uh, I told I told uh, Jiff and uh, Jalen this. We had a group chat on Twitter. I'm like, yo, I'm either gonna make a new account and not follow anybody from Atlanta, or I'm just gonna start trolling people. Like I'm just gonna troll and log off, just send some inflammatory My stuff. Like is not Atlanta. Lindbergh somehow in the smack middle of the city is not Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, but and, and that's what I'm saying. Like I wasn't even on. For, I, I I go off for a couple of days and I log on and immediately I see people arguing about the city of Atlanta. It's like everywhere. I was telling them. Yeah, I saw them earlier. Like AJ Terrell was trending during the Super Bowl. I'm like, fam, he's not even in the game. Like I don't. I don't <laughs> like, what do you want him to do? Matt Ryan was trending the other day. I'm like. And I, I know all hell broke loose when they cut Dante Fowler. I'm glad I was off for that day. Because I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, he was trash. Oh, Vic Beasley, two-point. I, I can already tell you what they're saying without even being on there. So what I'm going to start doing is I'm going I'm to screenshot the first thing I see when I log in and just retweet it just to see if it's negative or not. Because it's probably people from Atlanta just arguing <laughs> all day, like, man. The beauty and the, like, terrible part of Twitter is that you can say whatever you want. 
and like you can build an audience of like-minded people who will like boost up whatever you say even if it's completely stupid <laughs> which is which is like i think part of the reason that celebrities don't really like being on there because like on instagram you just post your face and like people eat it up like post your cereal recipe and your stands on Instagram are going to eat it up. On Twitter, people are going to tell you that you're transphobic because you eat Frosted Flakes and not Cheerios. And it gets really weird on Twitter. But it's also a great place to like hear perspectives, but you have to make sure that you're in the right circles to hear sane perspectives or you'll end up with like all manner of foolishness. That, that is yeah, true. and then um, people will make up false narratives on there. And they'll just run with it, knowing damn well that they just made that shit up. Like the whole, like trans women want to be women, and women of uh, cisgender women want to be called or need to be called uh, birthing people or something like that. And I was like, no trans person said that. Y'all were just making that up. Just to do a group of people. <laughs> it was just like, why are y'all even taking that serious? Y'all know better at this point. But then it's a six-hour argument over some made-up. Uh, you know, exactly. 632, like hella numbers behind the username. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, bro, y'all fall for this every month. There's yeah. no way. The, the, it's the gas lighting capital of the world is Twitter. It's just all day, every day. Uh, that might be the episode title, Gas Lighting Capital. Rue Kennard going crazy in a three-point contest. I know we're not talking about that right now, but he's going crazy. Oh, I mean, if you want to pivot the basketball sport, I do not watch by all means. <laughs> Um, yeah, go but, ahead. I'm but, watch well, let me see. Well, I don't. I had another point I wanted to bring up. Uh, well, yeah, Twitter is say names. Anyways, hey, Loski, make an Instagram, man. Like, jump on there. So, I don't know, I got uh, an Instagram it, now. I will say this: I don't use it, but I got one. Well, throw me a follow. I'm trying to get my my numbers up. If I if I tag you in some shit, like and comment. We're manipulating the algorithm out here. That's how this works, apparently. <laughs> so, don't don't look at it as spam. You're helping a black business fl- flourish. <laughs> look, I stopped. Look, look, the matrix. The matrix is wild, dog. Like the according to the the YouTubers, they said on Instagram you should post like three reels a day, which is insane. Like that's a lot of content to create every single day. But they also said what you can do is just kind of take people's content and just repurpose it. Which I'm like, yeah, that's kind of smart. As long as you like tag them and say like, yo, your shit is cool, but it's still keeping yourself, you know cycling through the matrix so people see you it's it's, it's pretty interesting uh, it's pretty interesting but again it's a less toxic community like the people i rock with the little gamer people they're super chill i need to get more sneaker people they're not as interactive as the gamer people but you know it's a it's a new day where i'm trying to get it but anywho did y'all get a chance to check out the uh the kanye doc yeah i saw it i'm not gonna lie i'm still on the fence or on if i watch it um hmm so why are you on the fence? I'm curious. I just have conflicting feelings about Kanye West and like consuming his media. Like I haven't listened to an album since my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, I'm, well, let oh, me wow. say Life of Pablo. I listened to a few tracks off of Life, Life of Pablo, but not the entire project. I don't know. I have these really like strange, conflicting feelings about Kanye, like knowing that he's incredibly talented, but also like not rocking with a lot of the stuff that he does and says. And I know that he is not well when he goes into these episodes of like um like just odd comments but i i also think that he failed to take accountability for it um and like i don't know 
anybody that makes me feel bad for Kim Kardashian is like, I don't know how I feel about you. I think I'm going to look at the documentary. Don't take this as me like never going to look at it. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to be like this week to week viewer since he's only dropping an episode a week or something like that. Like, I think maybe after it's all done and the hype has died down, I think I'll take a moment and, and watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so like I, I heard about it, but I, I didn't run to it. Like I, they mentioned it as a topic in our group chat. I'm like, okay, let me go watch it. So, I mean, I, I am a huge Kanye West fan. Um, I don't listen to his music as much as uh, tech accuses me of, but I mean, watching the documentary does make me want to listen to it. But um, I think for people that have their have some narratives about how Kanye West is now, um, I think it is one of those things where the the old saying is like, you know, money doesn't change you; it just kind of highlights who you really are. From what I've seen in this first part of the documentary, like this is pretty much the same cat, just super rich. You know what I'm saying? And, and of course, you're gonna have it. It's the yeah, same you're gonna ha- microphone now. Like, yeah. And you're going to have your ups and downs or whatever. You know, you're going to evolve. Life changes. Uh, yeah, shout out to Chan. So, yeah, his his mom is featured in it a lot. And, again, just from seeing the, the portions I've seen with that, <clears throat> and shout out to Chan for bringing that up, I can definitely see how he could – definitely changed a lot from his mother passing because they they were super tight like she pretty much created him essentially yeah so i could see how that could have a traumatic a very traumatic effect on his life there was one point when then they were talking when he was uh still on the come up and he asked her he was like you know do you think i'm being like too arrogant or am i doing too much and she was like no she was like you're a star and they just don't see it like she was kind of that that engine that kind of pushed him to do these like if you watch the things that he was doing you're like where does he get where does he who does he think he is that he can go walking down the hallways of this record label playing his songs you know trying to get people inside him where does he where does he get this type of arrogance and confidence to do this and it's like yo it's, he goes back home to chicago and his mom's like yeah you're you're the greatest they just don't see it they're gonna see it one day but you're you're a star you're a giant you know what i'm saying and he takes that he takes that support that he got from his from his mom and from like and I think that's something that a lot of people need. You need some place that you can go back to and to recharge yourself. But that arrogance, that type of person that will say anything and put himself out there saying he's the greatest. Like he was walking around saying before he got signed, he was like, "Yeah, I walk around uh, the city practicing my Grammy speech." Like you're not signed. You're not. You're nobody right now, and you're talking like this. Where does that come from? And that it, it was instilled in him from his parents. And that was one thing that stood out to me where she was just like, no, you're great. You're the best. And they just when they see it, then they'll they'll recognize it. But right now, keep doing what you're doing. Get get them to believe you like I believe you. Yeah, I wish you still and had that style of support system. Sorry. I wish she still had that type of support system. Um, and someone like like you said, some place to go back to, some place to feel connected to home and to feel connected to her. Um, because I think after she passed, he like lost that connection and like that grounding factor um, to like reality uh, and kind of built. I think he built a group around him to give him that same support. 
that his mom gave him, um, but they don't feed his like sense of reality in the way that they probably should, if that makes sense. That's not, it's yeah. not possible for that though, I don't think. I don't know if it's possible. Like, I, I saw, yeah, no, I don't think it, it is either. I saw something, I saw, because they were talking about, uh, they were, there was like a video of LeBron James' first basketball game, professional basketball game in the NBA. And he was sitting there stretching, and there was like 17 people within an inch of his face just taking pictures of him while he's stretching. And it's like when you come up in that type of environment, if you look at the environment that Kanye has been brought up in, uh, the environment that Lil Wayne or any of these people that have been famous for a long time, you can't expect these people to be quote-unquote normal or to be grounded. Like the fact that someone like LeBron is as grounded as he seems for the most part, is pretty amazing. Like he's like he has his little his little issues, I guess, but for the most part, he's pretty normal. Like he's not he hasn't gone off the deep end, but it, it's a lot to ask for someone that's gone from where he was to where he's at now to be like, all right, well, you need to find a way to still be that same kid, not that same kid, but to be more grounded in um, reality because it's his reality is way different. It's totally it's a because it. I don't want to say his reality is not real, but when you're in that Kardashian world, when you're in the music industry, when you're a rapper, when you're just doing all of these things, like it, it's hard to be like, all right, let me try to stay grounded. And, and it, it's, it's a lot. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I just mean, like, well, I was going to say, I mean, should black people be humble when we get like that? Cause like how many, like, do white people tell white people to be humble when they get famous? Like, sometimes they be like, all right, calm down. But think about, like, no, like not too many white people telling Donald Trump to shut the fuck up like that. Like, Kanye West did blow up, and he's kind of always been Kanye for at least since maybe graduation. Like, that persona kind of just cropped out where he was, like, this larger-than-life kind of person. But... I honestly think more black people of fame should be like that. We shouldn't be hiding who we are, who we truly are. Like if you want to be like, I'm the best per- I'm the best musician in the room, bro, say that shit. I do that shit at work all the time. Like, I'm the best at what I do. You should have that confidence, especially when you grow up. I don't know if I want Kanye to be humble as much as I kind of want him to um, be aware of how in places where he may be harmful. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Like Kanye West is really good at what he does and it is not wrong for him to be like, I'm exceptional at what I do. And none of y'all in this room are better than me. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I would understand why he wouldn't be humble just based on the stuff that he does and seeing the people around him that are like succeeding, but aren't as good as him. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I would be kind of, be the same way and it, it's a thing where a lot of a lot of people want Kanye West and people like Kanye West like they want people like Kanye West and Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan they want them to be humble because it makes them feel better about themselves because most of us aren't we're not the Kanye West of whatever we do whatever we think we're good at we're not the Kanye West of that you know what I'm saying like we can try to be we can strive to be great we can try to be the best that we can be but there's only that that one percent of the one percent that makes it to that, you know, goat level, god level, uh, creativity or production or whatever it is. 
So to make us feel better, us regular folks feel better, we're like, hey, well, you need to stop talking all that junk. You need to come down with us. Stop stop toting yourself so highly, you know, that because right now you're making me uncomfortable. And I, I think that's why a lot of people are just like, yeah, you need to humble yourself because I'm not great. So I don't want you to in my face telling me how great you are while I'm just being average. Nobody likes mediocre people. And that's why I think Kanye should be Kanye because a lot of white people are famous and mediocre as fuck. I don't like that shit. Charlotte Johansson. <laughs> exactly. She don't do nothing special, but she's famous. Matt Stafford. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl, bro. I don't know. You can't really say that. You might be able to say that about, like, uh, what's that little ginger-haired person that plays on your team? He's not nothing remarkable. He won a Super Bowl. Are you talking Has he played in the Super Bowl? He's yeah, won one. That wasn't the question. That was right. <laughs> I said, what did he do? He might have a Super Bowl ring, but he never actually played in one. That's different. That boy's yeah. mediocre as hell. We'll see how long he lasts on the team. Hopefully he's a uh... – I saw some some rumor that he might be going to the Steelers, but I don't think that's going to happen now. I don't think that can happen. But my, I, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm disappointed in this, this kind of documentary, but – uh, the first episode was an hour and a half, and they're just now getting to him being signed by Rockefeller. Yeah, that shit was kind of whack, bro. I thought that was only going to be like the first 30 minutes because, like, the, but the, that, this has been around for 20 years, bro. I don't really, really need to know how long it took him to get signed. Well, that, well, that's the thing. Like, I, there was a lot of footage in there that I hadn't seen before. So I was like, okay, this is this is interesting. I think what's dis- not disappointing, but my I guess my complaint so far is that it took us an hour and a half to get to him getting signed by Rockefeller. There's only two more parts to this documentary. Like you're going to, it's like, they're going to have to squeeze in a lot. And I guess maybe, I don't know how far they're going. Like, are they going up to present day or are they going to stop at a certain point? Are they going to stop at his mom's passing? Are they going to stop with the Kardashian wedding? Are they going to stop at, you know, watch the throne? Like, I don't, I, are they going to stop at the MTV Music Awards? Like, how far is this going to go? Because if they're trying to take this all the way to present day, and there's only two parts, and they're going to be an hour and a half long, this ain't enough. It's not going to be enough. Because you can do a, you can do an hour and a half just on Kanye and Jay-Z's relationship. Just the relationship that they have could be an hour and a half worth of footage and of storytelling. Because it's, and I, I'm not trying to write it out, but it's like, you know, Jay-Z's the guy that didn't believe in him. And Kanye West idolized Jay-Z. And Jay-Z was like, I don't want to sign you. Like Jay-Z, like people give Jay-Z all this credit for signing him. And it's like, nah, Dame Dash did that. And Kanye even Kanye will even say it like it was kind of a a, a foul move on my part to sign with Jay-Z when uh Jay-Z and Dame Dash broke up. Like he said, he should have been loyal to Dame Dash and went with Dame, and he didn't. And he he recognized that. But my 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 issue is, I feel like they're not going to tell enough of his story within this amount of time. But I'm also someone that thinks that you could do, like I feel like Kanye West is going to have ten documentaries. Like this isn't going to be the last documentary we see on Kanye West. Wasn't Kanye heavily involved in this? I don't know about well, heavily. Yeah, I, that's one point I want to bring up because in the credits, his name wasn't in there at all. Like the dude that was recording this initial footage, uh, Cootie, he was with him since day one. But I, and I think he is in that the first part, right at the beginning from twenty twenty. 
Yeah, so like recorded something around summer of that year. Or yeah. Like that. So it is kind of weird that his name, Kanye's name, wasn't anywhere in the credits. But th- I think this might be the uh, the equivalent of the last dance for Kanye West. A little mm-hmm. bit, kind of like a, hey man, this is the quote unquote old Kanye. Like, hey man, there's a there was a good guy in there. You're, you know, a, a triumphant story, an underdog tale, that type of thing. Because it, it really makes him, it shows him kind of a, a better light, I guess. But again, the, the whole old Kanye narrative—you got a dead deck. Like it's the same. It's the same guy. Like, if you do watch it, you know, bring bring the part up where uh, we'll talk about this later. I don't want to spoil it, but the the the, the item he purchases on the streets of uh, New York. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's him. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the same dude today. You know, saying you listen to a life of Pablo. Like it's the same content. Like. I definitely do plan to watch it. I this month uh, specifically, I've been uh, super into like documentaries. Um, I've watched a Teddy Pendergrass documentary, Richard Pryor, Dick Gregory, uh, Rick James. The Rick James documentary was wild. That man lived quite the life. Um, so Kanye is, is definitely on my list. I think I want to just watch it as one whole um, and kind of watch it away from the the Twitter conversation or the internet conversation in general. Um, Okay. Yeah, I think that's the great thing about being off Twitter, baby. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even planning on watching it myself, but uh, the other night I was like, well, shit, I need to stay up and do laundry. And I was like, oh, hour and a half, bet. Turn it on. It was like much better than I anticipated. So, there's uh, a, oh, sorry. What? There is a YouTube channel. It is FD uh, Signifier, he's a black man. And he does these like video essays, and he did a really good one on Kanye. So like, if you finish the documentary, whenever the documentary is gonna be done, and then like go jump in to his YouTube channel, um, he kind of details the like rise of Kanye and kind of like does his deep dive into like Kanye the person and like this the what people consider the switch in Kanye's persona. Um, I enjoyed it. It was it's like two hours, maybe like an hour and fifty two hours long. Um, it's a it's a good like passive listen if you're like working from home or cooking or something and need something to listen to. Yeah, I just found a space. I definitely checked out. Oh, where did you watch the Rick James documentary at? It was on Amazon Prime. Um Ooh. they have some really like Showtime. It started with me watching the Cosby documentary, and then I watched the Janet documentary, and then I was like, nah, I'm watching documentaries on everybody now. So yeah, if you if you haven't uh, check out the there's a Rick James uh, bi- biography I think uh, it's called Glow. It's a really good book, a really good book. And I've tweeted this out before. Like, I, I I did want them to make a I guess a I guess a biopic of Rick James. I'd rather have a a series. There's a lot a lot that went on with his his life. He oh, he went through some stuff. So. Yeah, and just the, the the characters around him, like you know the other various artists and things of that nature. Like, yeah, he had a he had a wild story. So anybody that hasn't read the Rick James documentary is probably one of the, or the book. I'm sorry, biography. It's it's one of the better reads you get if you if you enjoy music and things of that nature. So um, whenever they do make that movie, they need to do a writer. Don't do it at all. Like it, it could be one of the one of the greats of all time, so they can pull it off, but. At this point, I think it would be a better TV series to get the full story. Like I get movies have to movies have the, the constraints of making it like, you know, under an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. But 
No, I want the full story, man. Stretch that bad boy out. I want the I want the truth. I want the truth. Like I, I don't want it to be sugarcoated. I don't want I don't want straight out of Compton. I don't want King Richard. You know, I want uh a documentary where they're showing you the good and the bad. Like I love LeBron James. I love the way his career has played out on and off the field, but I don't want to watch a LeBron produced documentary about LeBron because it's just <laughs> You know, it's a Dave Chappelle skit about Antoine Fisher. Was like, you know, he was born with a ten-inch dick, and he fucked Halle Berry. And Eddie Murphy said he was funnier than him. Like, no, nah, I want to hear, I want to hear the good and the bad. Like, get deep in there. And like, it, it's 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 hard nowadays because these celebrities and and famous people have more control over their narratives, which I'm cool with. And I will still, I'll still watch. Like that LeBron produced documentary, like I, I watched The Last Dance, Michael Jordan produced that. You're not going to see too much of the, the bad side of Jordan and all the bad things that he did. But I also want to see that other documentary where they're just like, hey, let's get really deep in here and show you some of the things that he doesn't want you to see. Show me the side of LeBron that I don't want to see. Show me the side of Beyonce that Beyonce doesn't want me to see. Show me the side of Kanye West, uh, Jay-Z, whoever. Like, show me these other sides of these people. Show me the entire picture. Not just the don't show me the Instagram version of them. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Kind of like uh, if you watch Power, pa- Power was actually more of a closer comparison to the Dave Chappelle skit with the uh, Fifty Cent's character on that show was like <laughs> Superman. He was like unkillable. I'm like, fam, like how are you still alive? Talk <laughs> like he said such a weird bro. <laughs> like you're just the, the the super super Negro dog, like. Yeah, you can't you can't be allowed to have like creative control as yourself in the show. But yeah, but yeah, it's it's definitely good. Um, it was a little bit, I don't say boring, but I think like Marx's point, I think they could have went through a little bit more. But it was just cool to see that that footage, man. Like even if it's not or not, I hadn't seen it. I was like, that's pretty cool that back in the day that the dude Cootie had the wherewithal to be like, you know what, I'm gonna record this dude. And in an era where recording people was very difficult, you're carrying around like shit, a loaf of bread. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. I was like, I guess it was that Sony camera. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I give him props for you know picking the, the time to start recording him. Where you know it, it could have went left. Maybe he doesn't get signed, and we're not even having this conversation. But he, he definitely rolled the dice and, and hit with that one. So. I was going to say, Cootie is crazier than Kanye was at that point. Like, I, I kind of understand what Kanye was doing because it's like, hey, I'm in the I'm in the studio making these beats. I've done these things. Cootie's just like, oh, I think he's going to be something. I don't know. But let's put everything out of this guy. Like, that is. Bro, he said that in 98, too. That's the crazy part. Bro. That's insane. Like, come on, dog. Like, I didn't know who Kanye was until I was in high school, bro. Like, that's, that's wild. 98? Because imagine him yeah. not anything and now you just got all this this video of your friend Kanye talking crazy yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean but I mean at that point he produced records for for big oh I don't think he had hit it big big but I mean I think he still could have got local money like if he just still stayed what he was doing but yeah I don't know what he was well I know what he was doing with his money but like yeah his his apartment in New York wasn't (laughs) very uh I don't know where he slept at there's a lot of equipment everywhere um yeah, but you know, you had to get it out the mud, so I respect that. But, uh, but yeah, w- once you do check it out, just let us know. We'll definitely revisit it. I'm not sure when the release uh, schedule is for. Um, 
think it's once a week. For right? the rest of the episodes? I know it was once a week, but I'm not sure. It was like either Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. Because okay. I know I watched it Friday morning, like early in the Friday morning. So that's this has to be Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. Well, that sounds about right. So we'll, we'll definitely uh, tap into that. I'm trying to think if there is anything else that happens. Hold on. I oh. do want to say this, though, real quick. I ain't going to lie, bro. I was sick to my stomach when they started bringing up the blueprint, bro. I was like, skip this part, bro. Nobody cares about this shit. I don't know, y'all like hey. anything, but I was just like, bro, come on, bro. I don't like, I don't want to see this shit. Let's get to college dropout and do the good shit. <laughs> Anywho, like, how do you play those records to them and they and they just be like, eh, not interested? How? I see. That's the crazy part though, because I was thinking about that and I was like, bro, if somebody came up and played a rough cut of All Falls Down. I probably wouldn't fuck with that shit. Like, I was just like, I get where they were coming from because I've had people do that shit to me before. And I was like, bro, I'm not trying to hear this shit right now. Yeah, so, you, like, they definitely were un- unpolished versions of the song. But I mean, I, I don't know. If I'd have heard the unpolished version of, uh, fuck, was it two words? With most now, yeah, two words. Would, he, I would he, was, like, he was, he was, he was spitting. I'm like, yo, all right, this, this is fire. Like, he, he went off on that. Like, that so I guess the I guess to close my, my thoughts on that is one thing that I I guess have a greater respect for is Kanye West as an MC. Like he was about that rapping life before people really respected him for. Like he was really rapping. He knew like all the verses for his songs. Like he was about that life. So I I, I do I have gained a, a new respect. Like I do enjoy Kanye West as a rapper. He's not the I guess the biggest lyrical miracle guy, but like he he kind of has that uh, that kind of. He got bars, but he's kind of like got the whole like Tupac thing where like he makes you feel what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? So uh, shout out to him. So definitely know, Facebook for was the, in the studio with me and said that was a hit, bro. You wouldn't been able to tell me nothing at that point. Bro. Yeah. I thought that and, and that's crazy how yeah, so other people saw it, but the people right in front of him did not. But I mean it, it, it is what it is. So but anywho, uh you guys got any closing thoughts? I have no idea what A&R's jobs are. Like, what is your job? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like bottle girls, basically. Like, you like can get that Jesus. bottle yourself, but, like, she cute, so. <laughs> no, because Jimmy Iovine is, a, well, he was an A&R, and he was signing a shit ton of people to Interscope. So that's actually a really good question. What do they do? Yeah, but it's like, well, I mean. It's, I, I, I'm not trying to keep going, because I know we're trying to rap, but it's just like, it's it's the same thing I said with uh, Disney Plus, where it's just like, hey, are we going to do the same thing that uh, that's going to make money? Like, let's find another Beanie Siegel, let's find another Freeway, let's find another uh, Memphis Bleak. Let's just keep doing the same things that make us money, or are we going to try to find someone that's going to be different and push the boundaries and let's take a chance? Like, it, it record, it's like the record labels are just like, hey, we just want to take whatever. Is going to make us the most money, the most guaranteed money. Whereas the ARs are like, hey, this is something that's going to be. They're, they're more forward thinking. They're more like, hey, this is where music is going. This is where the sound is going. This is where wherever is going. We're, we need to be ahead of this. And the record label is always one step behind because all they care about is money. Same with like, you know, major streaming platforms and stuff like that. So, just you know, if you if you got a dream, keep chasing. I guess. But like, if more than one person has told you it's bad, like, if at least ten people were like, "Nah, bro, I'm good," you should stop. 
Hashtag snapback reality. Lowski, Lowski, what do you got, man? This is a great job, my guy. Damn. <laughs> what if 11 tells you it's hot, though? Yeah. Lowski, what you got, man? 11 is Janine Teague telling Tariq, you are doing great by wrapping <laughs> Child's auditorium gathering. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> got any shout outs, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, always shout out to the Rams. Uh, I mean, dog, honestly, be like Kanye, don't give up on your dreams and be a hundred percent you at every level. And when you get more money, be a thousand percent you, bro. Don't let nobody tell you different. Big facts, big facts. Uh, yeah, so definitely if you got your opinions on the Kanye doc, definitely let us know. Definitely let us know if you if you kind of missed the old Kanye West. Like, I don't I don't subscribe to that, but uh, it's definitely. It's the same guy. Yeah. So don't don't let me get rich. Y'all going to really find out about South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to find out how you, how you bet coin tosses and uh, coin <laughs> Y'all gonna see me running shirtless down Las Vegas Boulevard, dog, running from them people. But anywho, appreciate y'all checking us out. Don't subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, all that shit. Follow me on Instagram, same, top 3706. This is KTSC Podcast. We out. Peace. <laughs>